All right, Nate. <laughs> I'm going to get the energy up for the show now as you continue to whisper. I'm ready. Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. I'm Stephen Robles. Enoy. I'm Nate Baranowski. <laughs> and some people call me a bit of a champagne problem. <laughs> Listeners, Nate is in Mexico City right now uh, are you did you surround yourself with pillows or something so your, your roommate wouldn't hear you no i probably should did you go in like the bathroom or something nope no that would mess up the sound quality it's too echoey in there oh it is too echoey so so nate how many feet away is your sleeping roommate eight <laughs> eight feet away <laughs> so you're gonna get another one-sided whisper episode listeners but i'm committed to the podcast that's right. I would like to remind our listeners that through the end of this year, 2019, if you become a Patreon supporter with any amount, we're going to throw in and send you a free Mott's t-shirt that is a, it's a wonderful piece of apparel, very attractive. And if you support us with $10 or more, we'll send you a hoodie of the same Mott's branding. I have actually been wearing my three-quarter sleeve down here. It's the perfect uh, garment for a mild mexican afternoon in here in mexico city oh. so i've been repping movies on the side so maybe we'll get some new fans do you have any pictures no no i don't take pictures of myself yes you do you do all the time your instagram is pictures of you painting everywhere oh yeah you're right <laughs> i just don't do it when i'm not showing off my artwork oh we well, gotta get someone to at least take a picture of the mots so we can say mots in mexico nate oh. Mots okay, okay. in Mexico. Okay, yeah, you I'll, you I'll get it before this episode airs. Stephen, I forgot one thing. Oh? We can either we can have right now, and it can mm. kind of be a teaser for what we like usually talk about in Patreon here in the episode. Uh-huh. Stephen, I am going to get LASIK. I have scheduled my appointment. Wait, a, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, first of all, I don't think I've ever known you to wear glasses. Well, I typically wear contacts, oh. except except these couple weeks, which I'm wearing only glasses because because you can't wear contacts a couple weeks before surgery. So, wait, oh, you you have the surgery scheduled? It is scheduled. It is ready to go. It is the weekend before Thanksgiving. I am going to get my eyeball sliced and diced. Oh my goodness, Nate! I don't. How do you feel about this? I need your reaction well. reaction video. <laughs> experts react to lasik news i don't know this is this is incredible i've heard people get lasik recently and they're saying like oh yeah they used to do it with like a, a dull axe but now it's amazing and everybody should get it so i've heard great things the legends are true <laughs> the lasik wizard what made you want to get it um i think the amount of traveling and also the fact that i desperately need a an eye doctor appointment and new contacts and probably new glasses and new prescription and i said what if i just don't mm -hmm. um my sister recently got lasik my brother-in-law uh -huh. got lasik and it oh. is a, a fad that's sweeping the nation in my close circle of people i know two questions number one yes how is the risk percentage like, is there any danger anymore or is it like basically no Sure. Risk? I mean, there's a low, low percentage that there's an infection and like even lower percentage chance that the infection, like you don't do what you're supposed to do to f heal it and all sorts of things and then you lose your sight forever. <laughs> but like those percentages are like, are like airplane crashing percentages. Oh, okay. Low, low, low. Right. Now the slightly bigger percent risk and the one that I'm worried about 
is every once in a while, there's a little bit of contrast difference in what you can see after surgery. So usually imperceptible changes to light and dark and your vision, but I might have special eyes. You might turn into an X-Man? No, what I'm saying is I might not see colors as great. Oh. (laughs) Or maybe I'm seeing colors incorrectly now and LASIK will improve that. I don't know. You got to take a risk in life. Do you think you've been painting only in browns to this point? Do you think right? You would tell me if my I had monochromatic paintings, right? Yeah, these are really colorful, aren't they? Okay, I got to say, your Incredibles painting at Disney had no red, but oh, I, I didn't want to break it. It was to all you, green. Though. I was wondering why the Incredibles were yeah. all in green. It's all green and brown. They look like camo. What I can gather from your reaction is that LASIK isn't something that is on your radar. You wear glasses, <laughs> correct? I, I do. No, I, I have thought about it because I try contacts periodically and I'll last a week or two and then I just get frustrated and they're uncomfortable and I stop doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I have thought about it and considered it. So my second question was, and this is the part that you know I, I would have to consider, how is the surgery described as far as like pain or discomfort or like weirdness? Like how is that uh no no pain it's been described as mild discomfort they put like they numb your eye up really good they put a little suction thing around your eye the laser does its thing no pain maybe slight discomfort for approximately 15 seconds per eye 15 seconds per eye that's it Mm -hmm. that's it wait and so what is the suction cup they put on your eye what is that i i think probably just like the the thing that keeps everything in place i mean i mean i think they have to hold your eye open too so there's some discomfort there but they really numb it all up oh man easy peasy mm-hmm. nate i am immensely curious to hear how this goes i will report back all i'll give you the play-by-play and that way yes. you can have some more information because i think you would uh i think you would enjoy lasik by enjoy it, I mean enjoy not having to wear glasses or contacts. Absolutely. I would enjoy having had LASIK. Yes. Is, yes. Is, yes. Is the sentence there. So, Well, I, that is immensely interesting. I would love to hear. But your sister, yes. great experience? Uh, yeah. I haven't talked to her in a while about it, so maybe it all went downhill, but <laughs> I think it was all good. All fine and good for her. Okay, so back to this movie. Uh, yes. Let's begin. Nate, this week... We watched, I want to get this title right, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fast and the Furious Presents, colon, Hobbs and Shaw. I believe you got the very beginning of it wrong. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you said the in there. There is no the. Ah, there's no the. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe you could also give ampersand instead of, it's not the word and. That is true. I like that. Okay. (laughs) This week, we watched... Fast Ampersand Furious presents Colin Hobbs and Shaw. That is the movie for this week. It's Hobbs Ampersand Shaw, but is it? Uh, people here at Wheel of Fortune, we will give it to you. Okay, thank you. You want a trip to Panama City? Mm. Oh, you're right. There's two ampersands. And Space Camp. <laughs> First of all, I think it is hilarious that the title of this movie is a franchise presents, not a person. Yes. Not a movie studio. Yes. Not a director, but Fast and Furious. Yes. Fast Ampersand Furious presents Nate. It is like Jurassic Jurassic Park presents. Yeah. Star Wars presents. Star Wars Story did Solo. Solo, colon, a Star Wars Story. It's sort of the same thing, right? Well, but that, that feels more natural than Star Wars presents Solo. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like, what in the world? Okay. So you, you had... You've been mentioning this movie ever since it came out. 
because I saw it in theaters. You saw it in theaters and you've been wanting to do this movie forever. So I would like for you to make an opening statement. Why did you want to do this movie so bad? Okay, Stephen. So here's what happened. Steve and I watched this movie in theaters because this is exactly the kind of movie I like to watch in theaters. Mm. This movie has two very strong bald men. And as a bald man myself, uh. they are inspirational, for one. <laughs> for two, the trailers looked so full of ridiculous action that I couldn't stay away. And three, it also seemed like the exact kind of movie that Movies on the Side has made its bread and butter. Mm. Movies on the Side presents Fast and the Furious, presents Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> presents Bald Men Are Beautiful. Okay. I understand the bald men really probably pulled you in on this one. Nate, I was very surprised about the Rotten Tomato score for this movie. Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't think I could even guess. Oh, well, I would love you to, do, to guess. Um, can you ballpark the, the tens percentage of where this landed on the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, here's my guess. I'm guessing that this movie knows how ridiculous it is. It constantly smiles and winks at you. So I'm guessing that the critics will be a little bit lenient with it, and I'm going to say somewhere in the 40s. Mm-hmm. And your audience guess? My audience guess is like 92. The critics gave this movie 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, even more lenient. Okay. And then the audience is 88. So very close. Okay. All right. Thing. And even critic comments were majority positive. I don't understand. I think I understand why. All right. We have much to discuss. Yes. Steven, you have been veiled in your opinion of this movie start this movie <laughs> off and give me some give me some of that robust flavor okay and and before i even do that i just want to quote richard roper his critique of this movie he said the cardboard standees of these guys in movie theaters across the world will have just as much depth <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good that's good and that's accurate so here's the thing i love dwayne johnson i like him in pretty much everything i like jason statham i like idris elba I even like Vanessa Kirby because uh, I knew her from The Crown on Netflix. And from Mission Impossible. That's right. She was the white widow from Mission Impossible. So I, I, I knew what I was in for. I mean, I knew this movie was just going to be over-the-top action. Yep. I have not seen the latest Fast and the Furious movies, Furious 789 or, or Fast. But it's unimportant. But now I do want to ask, is Jason Statham a part of the Fast universe now? He is. I think he started in Fate of the Furious. <laughs> no, Sorry. no, no. He was in Fast. I think he was in Fast Five. He was a bad guy, basically. Okay. He killed Han, one of the good guys. Like, he was a bad dude. Okay. They sort of has wiped that all away for these movies. I think maybe in Six he came in. Okay. He came in around the same time The Rock came in to Fast and the Furious. They both kind of entered together. And their chemistry and charisma together was enough to make the producers go let's do a spinoff of these guys which also has been reported that the production of hobbs and shaw fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons why dwayne johnson and vin diesel had a falling out when they were Uh. working together in fast and furious because vin diesel found out that they were going to do the spinoff thing Uh. And he was ticked. And Vin Diesel was a producer on The Fast and the Furious, so he cut some of Dwayne Johnson's scenes. It was got bad. And apparently it was because of the production of this movie. Drama. Bald man drama. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. They're all bald men. I would just like to very quickly go through the Fast and Furious franchise titles. <clears throat> okay. The Fast and the Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. Los Bandoleros. Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, The Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious Presents Colin Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious Nine coming 2020, and Fast and Furious 10 coming in 2021. And I'm sure those will probably have different names, like when they actually are produced, I'm guessing it'll be like Fast and Furious X-Files or something. Now there are aliens. There is a movie poster for Fast and Furious 9 already, and it is literally just that title. Oh, okay. Uh, my last question before I, I start talking about the movie. The Jason Statham character, Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> is he supposed to be the character from the Transporter movies brought into this universe, or is that not connected? No, he's just playing Jason Statham. Ah, okay. Did you see the nod to the Italian job in this movie? Yes, I did with the Mini Cooper. That was very yes. good. I liked that a lot. Okay, going into this movie, I knew it was just going to be an action fest movie. A lot of fighting and action and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have high expectations on the story. Sure. That being said, it was fine. I think from the very beginning, the movie tells you like, don't take it seriously. In the first scene, Hattie, Vanessa Kirby, is trying to get the virus, mm -hmm. you know, in the thing. And Idris Elba shows up, who's like a cyborg in this movie. And she literally asks him, who are you? And he says, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How, how much more on the nose can you be? And so from that very first moment, I think the movie does a good job of just saying, like, listen, don't think too deeply about this. Like, we're, we're going to tell you everything you need to know. And, you know, just, just sit back and watch the action go by. Right. And so for that matter, it was fine. I think there were a lot of moments that were actually kind of fun and funny. When they introduce Hobbs and Shaw and, like, they do this split screen side by side. Right, of their morning routine. Of the morning routine, Dwayne Johnson on the left and Jason Statham on the right. Like, that was probably one of my favorite sequences in the movie because it was, I just thought, really well done, juxtaposed them well, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yes. Also fun when Jason Statham goes to the prison and talks to his mom. Yeah, Helen Mirren. Yeah, they were pretty fun. In this movie, just loving it. Yes. Speaking of breaking up, where's my birthday cake? Or the one with a file in it. I'm baking it. Even the Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson conversation in the diner. That was pretty fun. I think we can say that the cameo performances at this point in time, I think just like Helen Mirren wanted to just like, I want to be in this franchise. I think people are just wanting to jump in for like, you know, film this in two days sort of thing. Yeah. The inclusion of Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. I loved it. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. I thought Ryan Reynolds was great. Ryan Reynolds was great. And it was hilarious when he's talking to The Rock and his daughter and he's like, she stabbed one guy in the chest using a brick. Do you know how hard that is to stab someone using a brick? Get to the point. The point is there's no sharp edge. How did she get an entire brick into another person's chest? The person has to like not have any bones. He was, he was very funny there. And yes, Kevin Hart, when he, when they're on the plane and he just pops out of nowhere, it's <laughs> like, what has happened? When did he come in this movie? Air Marshal Dinkley at your service. I'm sorry, did you say Dinkley? What's the problem? Dinkley. Understand this, big fella, because it's my job to observe. And you, Mr. Almighty Pants, you're a spy. It's pretty good. I don't know, bet. Yeah, you want to know what I do? I sit in a can of farts all day long. That's what I'm dealing with. 
the yeah that is exactly the kind of characters that you want to just kind of pop in and be like oh look it's a famous guy doing the little funny side character i did feel like there i mean there are many scenes when hobbs and shaw are just ragging on each other at length telling the other one how dumb they are how they're a better fighter i feel like some Mm -hmm. of those scenes go a little long sometimes yeah get a little tiresome that's a bit of a yeah, critique for me. We'll talk about this plot, which is garbage. But <laughs> their rapport naturally is very charismatic. They just work great together. I like when like they're subtle, like looks at each other. Yeah, you're showing off, and I'm better than you. Like right. those are effective. When they they get in whole scenes, they feel kind of like fifth grade juvenile like yes quips back and forth yes exactly it's just like i can only hear you like compare each other to like so many times before i'm like okay <laughs> like i get it i get it you guys are like don't like each other but it's like <laughs> yeah it, it's funny once but you can only do it so many times before i go okay i get it right i get it okay romance corner uh <laughs> <laughs> yes, before we get to Roman's Kenner, I just want to mention this one line so I don't forget it. Okay. Aside from their like long tirades against each other that kind of get old, sometimes they do have these little quippy comments that are pretty funny. Like when they're in Samoa towards the end of the movie. Yes. Shaw like walks in from the outside with a jacket on. Why don't you throw another jacket on? It's 110 degrees out there. Hey, look, down to business. <laughs> just those little... <laughs> Moments like I, that made me laugh. So they had those good moments, and I wish they had done more of those instead of these long verbal joustings that don't go yes. anywhere. Or they like go through those two different halls fighting different dudes. Like one, like one guy fights. Yes, that was fun. The one guy, and then Jason Statham fights a lot of them. Yeah, those are a lot of like they convey a lot of emotion just looking at each other. They didn't need to be like talking to each other. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with you there. So romance corner. So, yes. Dwayne Johnson's character, who is, I believe he's Hobbs, not Shaw. Correct. Sometimes I get those confused. Yeah. He had, there's romantic interest between him and Vanessa Kirby, who is also Jason Statham's sister. Brother. A sister. He is the brother. <laughs> yes. That would be a twist. Yes. May I just say, this movie has, at one point in time, a scene of six cars being hooked together like connects and then pulled oh by a helicopter yes but the most ridiculous thing in this movie is the fact that we're supposed to believe that vanessa kirby and jason statham were both kids together <laughs> he is 21 years older than her he is 21 years older and they're like yeah we grew up together we are like siblings she's my little sister but then, like it shows them like running a griff when they were kids right and like maybe he was 10 and she was four i was like I'm sorry, Jason Statham. You're a good-looking man, but you are definitely like in your 50s, and she is in her maybe early 30s. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so Jason Statham is was born in 1967. So, so doing makes, a little bit of math, that puts you at 52. 52. And Vanessa Kirby? 31. She was born in 88. She's my age. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yes, I agree that... 52, 31. Brother, sister growing up together the car hooking scene at the end is still more implausible like <laughs> okay that, okay when that started Fair. happening like one car okay two eh. <laughs> when you get to six and seven cars hooked together i say no this at is at least they had nos <laughs> okay romance corner all right tell me what you think 
I, I feel like it really wasn't that much of a romance corner. Like it was maybe just the last 20 minutes of the movie where they like look at each other longingly a couple times and they kiss that one time briefly, maybe. I mean, it's not in the entire, like the entire movie doesn't have it. The entire movie is, is not about that. Right. Right. Not that big of a deal. Yeah. I feel like romance corner is kind of almost non-existent. It's not even a corner. It's like romance floor tile. We've talked about this before in Dwayne Johnson episodes. It's it's very hard to have him have any romantic connection to someone just because of his size. <laughs> like it's just hard to see this giant man kiss someone. I mean, this, this is gonna. You're probably gonna disagree, but in the movie Skyscraper, I believed his relationship with his wife there. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> it was very brief. It was basically just at the beginning when she's like oh, okay. telling him he's gonna no, do. A great she's job. not even with him anymore. She left his hulking mass in Skyscraper. Yeah, she's married to a different dude. No, you're thinking of you're thinking of San Andreas. Oh, I am. See? Oh, I am. <laughs> no, no, in Skyscraper they're still married. Oh, you're right. And he, she like reminds him like bring your razor. That's right, exactly. See, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that relationship. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what kind of accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> I packed your angry eyes just in case. Yeah, so I mean, how did you feel? I mean, Romance Corner, was that even a thing? I mean, I thought it was fun how there was like the one scene on the plane, which I found as like maybe the one interesting dialogue scene of Jason Statham being like, don't mess with my sister. <laughs> and The Rock basically giving like, which is like a 2019-ism but like she ha- she's a grown woman and we need to fight over if she wants to be with me it's her choice sort of thing i'm all down for it being like yeah she's a- an adult and she can make a decisions if she wants to romantically be involved with me but then it just felt so weird because they had not shown any interest in each other dwayne johnson and vanessa Kirby. oh i disagree i disagree with that you remember their fight it was charged there was tension yeah fair enough okay and they do have the little interrogation scenes. So. There were little hints and little and little long looks. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, I, I still feel like it's a non-existent corner. Okay. Give me Idris Elba. Now, Idris Elba, I like in pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. I wish he could have been a little more serious. I feel like he was a little a little jokey at times. Sure. Like he goes into the hallway and talks to this faceless etion director or whatever and all you see is like these waveforms on the wall mm-hmm. which is like why, why do you have waveforms of the guy's phone call on the wall like <laughs> what 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 is the purpose of that right because him just like on the phone wouldn't be very interesting to watch i guess i mean i like idris elba full stop and then in this movie like yeah he was he was fine that's fine he is cyborgy which i don't quite understand like he needs the machines inside of him because he was badly hurt right he's been like reconstructed yeah. robocop style i think so yes he can like see through his like bionic eyes like the rock's about to punch me really hard dodge right i thought it was kind of dumb that the way to defeat him is to just attack at the same time like teamwork it makes a dream work wasn't that like his kryptonite it, it did seem strange and like basically if you just hit him in the back of the head you can't see it coming <laughs> So right there's that, and then also that heads up display. Whenever someone was about to punch him, yes, and like they showed how many pounds of pressure this punch is going to be, and how fast. Like that seemed like a lot of information that was unnecessary to just say dodge the punch. And yeah, is he processing that in slow motion? And I guess you know they're trying to imply that he's processing it so fast that yeah. it's like slow motion. I guess, but 
Okay, and then I felt like this would be close to your heart that you would enjoy this. Yes. Why did you think about Idris's motorcycle? The motorcycle was very cool. I thought you would like that. Yeah, that was very cool. At the you know the first scene or two, it just looks like a normal motorcycle that drives itself, and then when they're doing that chase scene through the streets, the motorcycle like transforms a little bit, and it did feel like Transformers for a second, like a Transformers movie. <laughs> Uh, like, that's because the actual Transformers sound, I think, actually happened when it like <laughs> it changed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Autobots roll out. That car chase scene was was pretty fun in general. But now I, I want to talk about the action yes. of this movie. Yes, there's a lot of action. Yes, and a lot of it is fun. But I feel like I got some action fatigue. Fatigue. At times. Yes. Yes. Like it's just too much. That is correct. I think there are, if the action is varied enough, I find it interesting. But I think it it does some kind of repeating things that after I've seen like one fight scene with Jason Statham using like a champagne bottle or whatever, seeing him use a slightly different tool, like a frying pan or something, but basically the same. Same thing with car chases. Like I can only see you like press the NOS so many times and just drive faster right like you can drive a truck you can drive a big old like cement mixer for all i care if i've seen it before about two minutes in i'm ready for something new yeah so anyway i got a little fatigued there okay so best action scenes in this movie i'll i'll list mine and i want you to list yours so think about yours okay i liked the although crazy improbable the rappelling down the side of the building where the rock just Mm. jumps and hopes that he lands on someone who's rappelling down the building yeah i like i like the jason satham with the champagne bottle Mm. i liked when they were fighting in samoa just like on the ground with like the big old clubs and they were throwing hammers and things mama where's all our guns i get rid of them very noble mrs hubs we're in serious trouble and i like the vanessa kirby when she's whenever she fights someone i'm down with that as well uh those might be the extent of my things i enjoyed in the action like the final scene of them fighting idris in the rain it's kind of meh i didn't care anymore like it was just like ugh. yeah i'm fine yeah i agree so i want to say the car chase scene was one of my favorites which one jason statham's driving the mclaren i think it is mm-hmm. whatever that really low car is through the streets of i don't even know what city they're in and they go under that semi and and he's chasing them in the motorcycle they go under the semi yeah it's right after the scene where they rappel down okay got it. the the building yeah, it's right after that so that I, I like that car chase i do like when vanessa kirby fights like when she fights the rock that's a cool scene yeah hard to think yeah they kind of all sort of yeah blend together don't they I wasn't crazy about the Samoan fighting. You know, I get they're trying to do a different kind of action because they've done all the other action before this. <laughs> right. So, but I, I was kind of, eh. and like, the, again, the whole cars hooking onto cars thing, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, now, you know, the cars hooking on the cars thing, at some point in time, the front car had like a couple wheels on the ground. Right. And then the, the helicopter was pulling the rest of them off the ground. And the idea that, I'm no physics expert. The idea that the one car, there's a lifting component. I think wheels don't necessarily keep you on the ground. They just propel you forward with like a friction of moving. So the idea that like when a car, when you say a car grips the road, I don't think it actually means that like the back part could be pulled up and the front wheels are like, I got this stay on the road. Yeah. That, that was just totally implausible. (laughs) 
What about the rock holding that helicopter in place? That was like a Captain America move, you know, <laughs> holding the, the thing. And I said, oh, yeah, fine, whatever. The fact that that helicopter kept flying after it seemed like an engine blew out and it was pulling seven cars. It was just ridiculous. So don't they survive a helicopter crash at the end? That was, yes, I wonder that too. Like when that helicopter goes down, Vanessa Kirby's in the helicopter. Yeah. Like she would have totally been dead. Yeah. No question. I could believe Idris uh, living because he's a cyborg. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Totally implausible that they survived that fall. That's why that last fight scene too, I was kind of taken out. I was like, none of these people should be alive. Like, they- right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I did like, I was going to say the other action scene that was kind of fun was after they're captured and chained up. And then the doctor comes out with a flamethrower. Yes. And like flamethrowers are just over. There's kind of a chasey type scene where they're escaping that facility. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of fun. That was a funnish scene. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, soundtrack is sneaky good. I actually listened to the soundtrack a little bit later. Mm. It has a couple it has a couple songs also where Idris Elba raps in it. Oh my word. Take a listen to that. It's not that is- great. But it's fun because it's his voice. <laughs> that is interesting. Overall, Nate, I would think we, you think we're ready to rate this movie. I th- I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, by the way, no, we aren't ready because this is very important. Yes, the plot makes no sense. Oh, <laughs> we haven't talked about this. Like, I wish there had been like thirty minutes of someone watching the movie, like an editor, and being like, "All right." This doesn't make sense. I know that it's all excuse to go from set piece to set piece. And I know like it doesn't matter as much because it is just like a big old dumb action movie, but it needs to like make some sense. Some. <laughs> like the whole like she's injected with something, she has the little backpack on and the blood, Vanessa Kirby, you know, the the main bad organizations like a Facebook-esque news controlling mm. group a technology cult yes a technology cult it's all so bad it's also yeah. bad that like it doesn't i am sorry i got i'm getting worked up uh-huh. i'm gonna calm down here yeah you're gonna go uh, lucha lucha libre over yeah here. okay here here it is if you're going to make the plot dumb and incomprehensible instead make the plot dumb and simple yeah simplify this plot we don't need a technology cult and a little virus thing and a like a cyborg sort of abilities and like capturing someone and like living together in survival just make it and brian whatever ryan reynolds is doing just make it (laughs) one simple thing and you're yeah. following around a bad guy and you're going from place to place and set to set. Or it's just a simple revenge story. Oh, yeah, that was also thrown in here. Idris is like, yeah, you remember me from something? Yeah, you shot me in the head or whatever. Right. There are so many things. If <laughs> like, if you're just going from set piece to set piece, just make it a simple plot of like Carmen Sandiego. Remember Carmen Sandiego? Yes. Where yes. in the world is Carmen Sandiego? She stole the Giza pyramids. Okay, go to go to Egypt. Okay, she stole the Mona Lisa. Okay, go to the Louvre. Take a page out of the book of Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> just have them following some guy around the world and take them to Samoa or something. Fast ampersand furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw in Carmen Sandiego. Yes, that'll be the sequel. 
I'm pretty sure Elsa Gonzalez and her like oh. Russian femme fatale, she could have just played Carmen Sandiego instead. Yeah, that's true. That was weird. Uh, that was unnecessary and uh, not important to the plot at all. And I think yeah. the action wasn't cool enough to no no <laughs> to rationalize her being in there. The one thing I thought about. So the the plot of this movie is that there's a programmable virus in these tiny little capsules that Vanessa Kirby injected into herself to prevent Idris Elba from stealing them. And unless she extracts them within 72 hours, they will kill her. But this virus is programmable to target the DNA of any specific person. And apparently just the weak so that the strong can survive because of Earth's overpopulation. Yeah, Thanos. Snapping. The only thing I thought of was Mission Impossible 2, which has a plot about a virus. Yes. But it's very simple. You have a virus, and there's an antidote. They want to release the virus, so the antidote is in demand, and they make money. And so Tom Cruise is trying to destroy the virus. Right. Simple. Yep. That's a simple plot. And in this one, it's not like Vanessa Kirby dying would have spread the virus. It was more of just like, we don't want... She's the sister of Jason Statham, so we didn't want her to die. Right. But uh, yeah, like you're saying, I feel like it could have been much simpler. That backpack thing, it seemed like she was getting a transfusion, the whole final fight scene. Mm -hmm. And I told, I I watched this with my wife, which I'll tell you her (laughs) rating in a second. But I was like, she's basically getting a blood transfusion. How is she fighting? How is she doing anything? She's getting like a blood transfusion over 30 minutes. It didn't make sense at all. So anyway. It doesn't. Well, Nate, we're going to rate this yes. on a scale of zero to five flamethrowers. Yes. Because that's that doctor with the flamethrower is one of the most <laughs> ridiculous things. But anyway, I want you to guess what my wife rated this movie. Uh, one. Uh, she actually did zero, but yes, the lowest rating possible. That was, <laughs> that was my wife's rating. No redeeming qualities for her. I'm so excited to hear what you're going to rate it. I will rate this movie a two. I'm going to give it a two. Again, a, a mindless action movie... I guess still isn't enough for me. Like if this was a disaster movie Mm. with Dwayne, the rock Johnson, I would get higher marks Mm -hmm. like skyscraper, San Andreas. I like all those better. Not enough buildings were destroyed in this one. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I mean, just like, again, this, like somehow this action, I get fatigued. Yeah. I don't feel that in the, in the disaster movies that the rock is in. Uh, Yeah. I give it a two flamethrowers. Like again, the scene, the opening scene with Hobbs and Shaw side by side, they're introducing them as characters. That was fun. There's some quippy moments, Kevin Hart, Ryan Reynolds, again, like a few redeeming moments, but overall pretty meh. I would not spend the money renting it. I would just wait till it comes out on some of the 50 streaming services that are now available. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Two, two flamethrowers for me. What about you? I'm going to give Hobbs and Shaw two and a half flamethrowers i was kind of in between the two two and two and a half yeah it is it is no good as a movie but (laughs) but yeah for whatever reason the rewatchability is high i would guess i mean you just saw this right yes like last night saw this yes i saw it in the summer time when it was in theaters and i have not seen it since right i would guess that over time if you gave it a year or gave it a half a year I think it would slightly sweeten. It would ripen in your mind. <laughs> okay. Because I want to rewatch this movie again. It's probably just as dumb, but like I miss a little bit of the action and I want to see Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson again do their thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why it gets, it gets a two and a half for me. I don't know if this changes anything, but at some point in time, The Rock said that he was trying to campaign to get Jason Momoa to be his oh. brother in this movie. <laughs> oh. That that'd be interesting. 
that could have done a little something something for me would have liked to seen that see aquaman in there yes but yes two and a half fun dumb incomprehensible plot fun action glowing reviews <laughs> go see i mean you should see it though i uh, that is my recommendation see the movie if you like action movies see it you know you can also be scrolling through facebook or eating pizza while you do it and not paying a ton of attention <laughs> don't try to figure out the plot no and that's all i got that's all you got and you have to go because you're in mexico city i have to leave now you have to leave right now so thank you listeners at movies on the side instagram let us know what you think and uh, patreon.com slash movies on the side get a free t-shirt all right have fun uh, lucha libre lucha libre doris